us down. Please stand to your feet. God, we just give you glory. We give you glory today. We lift you up. Be magnified today as we just sing and worship you from our hearts. Lord, there's always a reason to worship you. We don't have to go very far. Be glorified. Thank you for everything you are to us. It's in your mighty name we pray. Amen. Come on, can you just give him a hand clap this morning? He was just waiting on you to wake up. And now here we are. Christ is my firm foundation.
because you have a purpose, Lord. You have a purpose. And every one of us has a story that we're walking through, a journey, and there's a purpose for it. Even if we don't see all the pieces yet, there's a purpose. So no matter what comes, we will trust you. This is my prayer, that we would trust you. Because you won't fail us. You will see us through. If we stand strong on you, and keep our eyes on you, no matter what comes, you have given us a story to tell, to pass on to the next generations. And you won't fail us. It's not for nothing. The rain came with blue. My house was built on you. And I'm safe with you. I'm gonna make it. Sing that one more time. The rain came with blue. My house was built on you. And I'm safe with you. I'm gonna make it through. Yes, I'm gonna make it. Yeah, I'm gonna make it through. Cause I'm standing strong on you. Yeah, I'm gonna make it through. Cause my house is built on you. I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna I'm standing strong on you. I'm gonna make it through. Cause my house is built on you. Christ is my firm foundation. Declare it. The rock on which I stand when everything around me is shaking. I've never So why would he fail now? He won't. No, he won't. No, he won't. He won't. That's the truth. He won't fail. He won't fail. can't fail.
the great things you did when did i throw away faith for the impossible how did i start to believe you weren't sufficient for me and why do i talk myself out of seeing
come a long way I've seen how you work There's so much goodness and grace Oh, much more than I deserve Cause I know who I am I can't stay where I'm at We've come this far by faith And I just can't turn back He's not done with me yet Oh, he's, he's not, not done, done with me yet there's so much more to the story. You're not done with me yet. You're not done with me yet. You're not done with me yet. There's so much more to the story. You can give life to drive 
when we don't see you do things that we wish you would, the truth is, is that it's not because you're faithful. It's because you know why you're doing what you do. And you know what will ultimately bring the most glory to you. God, you are omnipresent and through your spirit, you are with your people always, every moment, the one who knows all and the one who cannot fail lives within us. Father, even though we live in the broken world of the first Adam and there is pain and there is confusion and there's heartache and there's difficulty, God, remind us that we also live in the kingdom second Adam, Jesus Christ. And the kingdom is here with hope and with joy and with strength and with grace. We live in those places at the same time. And it's hard sometimes and you know it's hard, God. Jesus, you came down and lived through the hard with us. You know exactly how hard it is, better than we do. We give you glory today, God, as the one who cannot fail. You just cannot. And Lord, when your will is hard for us to understand, 
give us your peace that passes our understanding to know and trust, Lord, that you are always acting for our good and for your glory. We worship you and give you praise because that is what you deserve at all times. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. You may be seated. And thank you today. Our ushers are already down here. We're going to go ahead and receive our tithes and offerings as part of our continued worship of our God who cannot fail. If you're a guest with us today, we are excited that you're here. We want you to know that this is something that we at CF Paris do as a regular part of our worship and giving back a portion of God of what he's given to us for him to continue to use to build his amazing and wonderful kingdom, bring it more into reality in our world. Um, do not feel obligated to give. Uh, if anyone looks at your funny, they shouldn't. Just send them to me afterwards. So. We are glad that you're here. We welcome you. If you are a guest today, we'd love to be able to connect with you. Uh, I think we do that best at our New Here table in the lobby where we have people who would love to give you just a gift and connect with you so we know that you are here after the service today. And we'd love for you to stop by there, do that, or check in with us online. Hello to our online family today. I see that some of you got the text. Maybe all, hopefully all of you did for the football jerseys today. I see we have lots of colors. How many of you guys look awesome? Sadly, Amazon Prime did not deliver my Taylor Swift Football League jersey on time. So I wasn't able to join you with my colors today. But let's all believe that Taylor will make it there from Japan. All right. Or else, why watch? Really? Why watch? So... But good to celebrate with you guys today. I do have a few announcements because we have no announcement video this morning because the people that do that announcement video, I can tell you personally, were super, super, super busy working for me at my other job last night. Um, and the Broadways were doing a ton of things for CAC last night. And gosh, they were there much later than me. And so I took over for announcements today because I like to talk. And so there are a few announcements, just things we need to know. The couple of those are one, this Tuesday is our Church's Day monthly stocking of the food pantry shelves. This is one of the times that we reach out into the community and we have an opportunity to serve. A lot of you are there every single time and super thankful for your consistency and the way that you help our community each and every month. If you haven't gotten a chance to do that yet, it is a great and easy and fun way to plug into the community. It requires no sign up. It just requires that you show up about six o'clock at the downtown food pantry on Cherry Street. It takes less than an hour for us to stock the shelves. They have been shopped out by our neighbors who need that service and that food. And so we stock it back up because it happens again on Thursday of this week. It's a family friendly activity. I take my kids to do it. My kids love going, and so it's something you can do to serve as a family. It takes about an hour, and it's, it's a hoot. It's a lot of fun, and it helps. And so if you're interested in that, just show up at the food pantry tomorrow night, six, or Tuesday night, 6 p.m. We do that the second Tuesday of every month, and would love for you to be a part of it. The other announcement is just another reminder that we're a couple weeks out from the Women's Conference coming up on February 23rd and 24th. So if you have not signed up for that yet, ladies, please go ahead and do so. It's going to be a fantastic weekend for you to be together, for you to grow, for you to learn, for you to build relationships. 
have a wonderful time. So I hope that all of you who are here are signed up for that. Ladies, feel free to invite your friends. Uh, we love it when other ladies from our community come and join in our things here at CF Paris. It's been really cool to see that happen on some of the other events, like the last one uh, that you all had when there was, what, 132 ladies here for the last event and many, many of them from other churches in the community. So it's a great chance for us to connect. You guys know how I feel about that. So thank you for being here. I have one question for you. Is it warm in here? You guys feel warm? I noticed a lot of this today. And so, all right. Uh, then in that case, while you guys welcome the return of Pastor Corey Jones to the stage, I'll go turn the air on. So please welcome Pastor Corey to the stage. Thank you, sir. <laughs> I, uh, I, I specifically told them to turn the heat up because I thought y'all kind of got it easy the last two weeks, four weeks. We won't go into the time. It's just been too long. Um, I'm kidding about the air. God, y'all are like quiet tonight. Like you haven't seen me in forever. Thank you guys. Yeah, thank you guys for, uh, for praying. Uh, yeah, I, I got the flu. Uh, God bless. Um, got the flu, and then from there, got over the flu, but I, I, uh, I was told one of two things. There was either, either the viral effects were still lingering, and, and I, it was just causing some, some sleepiness and some tiredness and some achiness, or I was just old. Um, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm worried about the proper answer on that one. Uh, no, I do thank you for your prayers. It's, uh, it's good to be back. It is really good to be back. Y'all do this with me. We're, I'm, I have this up here in case I need it. I'm, I'm still tired, still <laughs> worn out. Um, so at the end of this service, like, like, there is a good probability as I, I will apologize up front, but I will probably just kind of head straight out the back. Um, I find myself just kind of falling asleep almost immediately. Uh, it has nothing to do with the football game this afternoon. <laughs> I'll get you out of here in plenty of time. The game doesn't start till five. I'm kidding. I like, I've, I've been tired lately. All right, guys, let's do this. Y'all stand with me. Let's read the word of God this morning. Uh, Romans chapter seven. Paul writing and he says this, I have discovered this principle of life. That when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all of my heart. But there's another power within me that is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. Oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? Thank God the answer is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. So you see how it is in my mind. I really want to obey God's law, but because of my sinful nature, I am a slave to sin. Let's bow our heads and pray real quick. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much. Lord God, I pray that the power of your word, the presence of your spirit here today would prompt us, Lord that it would lead us, that it would guide us, that it would direct us, that it would inspire us, Father, to become more like Christ. Father, that we would be strengthened to 
to daily put into practice the life that we see you lived, that we would inspire others, Lord God, those around us to believe and live like the gospel truly does change our everything. We pray all this in the name of your son. Amen, amen, amen. As you're being seated, turn to your neighbor and say, man, I am so glad Corey is back. <laughs> you can't say that. That's rude. That's ugly. That's mean. All right. Uh, look, I, uh, we're, in a, we're in a series. Y'all need to listen to this. We're in a series we've called Determine. Talking about the intentionality and the practices to help us become more like Jesus. And to become like Jesus, we must practice and then repeat the practices Jesus practiced. The idea of becoming like Jesus involves some real practicality to your everyday life. Becoming like Jesus involves real practicality to your everyday life. Look, being an apprentice of Jesus, being a, a disciple of Jesus, is being someone who comes alongside the master and does what he does. Guys, it's not enough. It's not enough to just learn his way. We must obey his truth and practice his way. It's not the absence of sin in our lives, but rather the presence of God in our lives. It's not about the absence of sin in your life so much as it is the presence of God in your life. It's about loving God so much that your desire to sin no longer exists. All of that. Everything that I've just set up to, okay, let's go ahead and get started. I, look, I, I pulled, I ripped it completely verbatim over the last two weeks. <laughs> There's some of you in here. Uh, all right. Um, I've, I've, Pastor Brandon and Pastor G are phenomenal teachers. In fact, I've, I told Brandon his message two weeks ago, uh, very well may possibly be one of the top messages ever preached here in CF. <laughs> but they're teachers, so they don't step on your toes. So, hi. If, if you don't, I, I hear people talking all the time about, about needing to go deeper, needing to go into the Word of God. If you don't take the opportunity to go home and just re-listen with a pen and paper, with a notebook, with, with, with a, a computer, if you don't take the time to just go home and re-listen and pull out little nuggets like that, I can promise you it will change your every day. Sunday alone is not enough. which leads me to today. All right, sadly, sadly, most of us, 
Most of us want to become like Jesus. I, I, could, I could put a show of hands, who wants to become like Jesus? And every one of us, you know, we're throwing our hand in the air. We want to become like Jesus. But sadly, most of us don't put in the practice of daily being like Christ. So today, uh, I want to talk about a spiritual quality that in the process of becoming has the potential to not only impact your year, but more so to impact your life, your eternity. It's the key to your spiritual strength. It's the key to your physical health. It's the key to your relationships. The key to your financial potential. It's even the key to you accomplishing his purpose. The quality that has the potential to impact every area of your life is your consistency. To which most of us just thought, well, I'm screwed. Because most of us aren't. Most of us are not consistent. In some area of our life, there's an inconsistency, and it, it troubles, it hurts, it tears us apart. We recognize it. We, we know we shouldn't, and yet it's still there. We're inconsistent with what we eat. Inconsistent with our exercise. Spiritually, we're inconsistent with, with simply reading the word of God. Having a daily prayer time, communication, relationship with him. Look, let's be real. Some of you, some of you can't even consistently make it to church on time. Look, I can't step on toes all morning. Take heart. Take heart, guys. Listen, uh, if you find yourself like a lot of us, myself, myself included, because there are, are more embarrassing areas of my life that I'm inconsistent in than I ever care to admit. Take heart. If you find yourself wanting to become like Christ, wanting to succeed in life, wanting to be an encouragement to others, and yet you're inconsistent, I, I take comfort in knowing that the guy who wrote about two-thirds of the New Testament also struggled with inconsistency. The Apostle Paul, just verses before our, our scripture reading earlier, said this, and picking up down in, in verse 15, Paul writes this. He says, I don't really understand myself. For I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. Skipping down a couple verses, he says, I want to do what's right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. some involvement here. Who, who's ever said something similar? Show of hands. Look, mine's up. I'm not showing you how to raise your hand. I'm putting mine up. 
We know that consistency matters. We know consistency matters. But most of the time, we're inconsistent. We have good intentions, but we, we fall short again and again and again. If, if you and I are becoming like Christ, then our consistency should matter. If you and I are becoming like Christ, then our consistency should matter. We know this. We know this to be true. In our everyday life, we know this to be true because we know successful people do over and over and over and over again what you and I just kind of randomly seldom do. Successful people do it over and over again. Uh, yes, I know today is, is, uh, is, is well, it's Super Bowl Sunday. But being quite honest, as a Bronco fan, I am not looking forward to today. I was reminded during worship of how much I love my wife. Man, I, I fell in love with her while she was singing a worship song. And so to sit down here and look up and see her do it, like it, would just, it just reminded me over and over again. And then immediately following was the thought that her and her family are cheering for the Chiefs. And <laughs> it, was, <laughs> oh, it was so hard. <laughs> Uh, so, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna deal with football at all. Like we're just, we're gonna basketball. How many of you, how many of you know the name uh, Steph Curry? He's phenomenal. Like man, the, the guy doesn't miss. He's phenomenal to watch. I want to show you a video of just a little bit of his pregame warm up. Can can y'all? Shoot that clip for me. Watch this, guys. All right. Watch him just slowly walking back. Whoever took the video got a little excited. Yes. But look, that's crazy. How many of you love watching that half-court shot? Like he gets behind the three-pointer and then just keeps walking it step back, step back, step back, step back. Like uh, dreams are made with that shot. Like I'm walking onto a basketball court and that's the first shot I'm taking. I've seen him do it. He can nail everyone. Let's try it out. Watch, watch this video, Steph Curry talking about his pregame warm-up. And, and before we watch it, what you don't see in the pregame is the amount of time every game that he takes sitting under the basket. Watch this next video. This works.
warm up and calibrate your shot close to the basket. It's consistency. It's not what we do occasionally that makes a difference. It's what we do consistently. And if you and I are becoming like Christ, then we have to acknowledge our consistency matters. Today what I want to do is I want to look in the Old Testament at a man by the name of Daniel. Daniel was consistent morally, relationally, spiritually, even in his leadership. He was consistent. A, a quick background, it was, it was around 586 B.C. That, that Babylon came and completely destroyed Jerusalem. Babylon as a nation was, hear me please, they were evilly great. <laughs> Part of what Babylon did is as they came in, every city that they, they destroyed, they came in and what they would do is they would literally kidnap take out most of the people. They would then replace those people back in all of the other cities that they had destroyed and some into the next town that they were going to destroy. And as well, taking the people that they, from the towns they had destroyed and displacing them throughout the other towns as well. What does that do? Immediately, there's no camaraderie. Immediately, there's, there's no family. Immediately, there's no coming together in relationship. So immediately, there's no rules. There's no beliefs. Everything that you once held dear is now stripped. There's nobody to go to church with. There's, there's nobody to fellowship with. There's, there's even different languages being spoken. And so the only thing you can do and hear is what's being pushed on you. The Babylonians did this amazingly. <laughs> worse, worse, what they would do is they would actually target, go in and target the best and the brightest young boys between the ages 12, 14, 15. They would abduct those boys, and what they would do is they would take them back and train them in depth in their rules and in their beliefs. That way, when they put them back in amongst these cities, these young rulers would now be ruling on behalf of Babylon. And so just as a, a bigger hurt, the very people that you once had hope for your generation, hope for your way of life, are now the very ones that are leading the rise against you. The Babylonians were, were brilliant in their conquering. Daniel, Daniel was one of these young captives to be indoctrinated. He was a, a young man who stood out from the crowd. He, he understood, he read well, and he, he learned well. And so immediately, the, the king of Babylon, King Darius, saw Daniel and said, I, I, I want to I see him excel. This man's got something going on. I'm going to see him rise up. I'm going to promote him in amongst my ranks. Well, obviously, the other Babylonian leaders didn't really take too kindly to that. They didn't like that at all. And so what they did is they decided, we're going to look for some way to, to catch Daniel. We're going to get him canceled. <laughs> We're going to figure out how to write him off. We're going to, we're going to find fault in Daniel. 
So they went into his life. They, they looked at his habits. They looked at his daily routine. They tried to find fault in how he simply conducted himself. Tried to find fault in his character. This is what we read in, in Daniel chapter 6, starting in verse 4. It says this, They, being the other administrators, the high officers, they couldn't find anything to criticize or condemn. That's crazy. I mean, that's crazy. They said this of Daniel. He was faithful, always responsible, and completely trustworthy. Daniel's enemies said of Daniel, he's faithful, always responsible, and completely trustworthy. What do you need to have to have those qualities? Somebody's catching it. Consistency. Consistency. You need to be consistent. And so, so Daniel's enemies, who didn't want him getting their job, they, they said, look, the only way that we can get him is he's so devoted to God, we're going to attack his religious routines. They went to the king and they said, king, you're the man, you're the best. We, we, ought, we think you should decree a, a rule that, that says that for the next 30 days, nobody should worship anybody but you. thought long and hard about it and said, yeah, all right. I mean, you know, I am the goat. <laughs> Let's do it. Issued a decree. For the next 30 days, nobody's to worship any other God. Nobody's to pray to any other God except for me. If you do, If you disobey this rule, if you disobey this decree, you will be immediately thrown into the lion's den. The Babylonians had a den of lions. Like, wow. But that was part of what they'd do. What do you think Daniel, who again, we, we, we read it, He's faithful, he's always responsible, and he's completely trustworthy. But, but, I mean, come on, like, but has he ever really faced hardship? I mean, what did he do in this situation? Watch the consistency in his relationship with God. Scripture tells us this in verse 10. When Daniel learned that the law had been signed, he went home and knelt down as usual in his upstairs room with the windows open towards Jerusalem. He prayed three times a day, just like he had always done, giving thanks to God. Even in the face of adversity, Daniel did what Daniel always did. He consistently pursued the heart of God. And so these leaders, these leaders, they see Daniel disobey the king's order. They, they knew why. Well, again, he was 
faithful, he was responsible, and he was completely trustworthy. So they knew he, what he was going to do. They, they waited for him. They immediately rush to the king. They tell the king, king, you have to throw Daniel in the lion's den. The king liked Daniel and didn't really like the predicament he was in, realizing immediately what they had done, using his pride against him. But again, with his pride, he couldn't go back on his word, and so he had to have Daniel thrown in the lion's den. But, but in doing so, he even looked at Daniel, crying out, saying, Daniel, I pray your God delivers you from this, from my mistake. Daniel was thrown into a pit with the hungry lions, and God sends an angel, Scripture said, that shut the mouths of the lions. We read this, picking up in verse 23, it says, When they pulled Daniel up from out of the pit, not a scratch was found on him. Why? I mean, it's up there, right? I mean, y'all see it, right? We just, it's, oh, oh, no, it's, yeah, right there, stay. No, come back. We jumped ahead. <laughs> not a scratch was found on him. That one. Why? Wait, wait, why? Wait, why? Now, you're not getting it wrong. I'm encouraging you to say it again. <laughs> Answer this for me. When, when do you think Daniel learned to trust his God? I can tell you when it wasn't. It wasn't in the lion's den. And yet, and yet, how often do we wait? Daniel's faith wasn't built in the battle. His faith was built while he was on his knees. To that, I'm going to step on your toes one more time. Pastor G last week gave you guys three different practices of prayer even followed up beautifully having our ladies come up and pray these beautiful prayer moments. And yet, I would dare say some of you left here with nothing more than a moment to remember. But what Pastor G did is he gave you an opportunity, an opportunity to daily begin Thinking, thanking, and loving God. Daniel consistently sought after the heart of God three times a day, day after day, week after week, month after month, consistent. You want to know why you're inconsistent with your relationship with God? It's because Daniel prayed consistently and you pray every now and then. It's not what we do occasionally that makes a difference. It's what we do consistently. So how do we grow in our consistency? Look, I'm going to try and make this quick. I know it's getting close to time, but I've got three points and you're going to listen to them. Oh, yeah. How did David, I mean, David, how did Daniel grow in his consistency? I believe, number one, for, for you and I, 
If we're going to grow in our consistency, one of the very first things that we're going to have to do is answer for ourselves the question, why? For Daniel, why, why did he pray consistently? It wasn't for promotion. It wasn't to be known. It wasn't for, for any outward benefit, per se. So why then did Daniel pray consistently? For me, I, I truly believe that Daniel went to his prayer room daily, knelt down three times a day simply, simply because he was devoted to God. Before he was abducted, Jewish boys who excelled had memorized the Torah by the age of 12. Hear me. The at least three books of the Bible that you like quit your daily reading because of. <laughs> by the age of 12, they, they had that memorized. Daniel was devoted to his God. That, we started this, this series determined talking about the difference be, between like a, a New Year's resolution and this idea of we are determining to become more like Christ this year. Part of the reason New Year's resolutions fail is because they're born out of desire, not devotion. There's a big difference between desire and devotion. Look, there's even a phenomenal marriage series that I should do on devotion versus desire. But part of my proof, part of my proof that, that New Year's resolutions fail are a result of, of desire, not devotion, is, is simply because you waited till January 1st to start it. I mean... It's like, it's like you're in December and, you, and you, you sit there and you realize, God, my health is bad. Like I should, I should make some changes. But I mean, I'll probably just wait till January because that's when I should start making those changes. If, if you can push it off a couple weeks, then come January, what are you gonna do? In all probability, you're gonna push it off a couple more weeks. Desire is not devotion. If your doctor tells you early in the year your life depends on you making these health changes, you don't sit there and say, all right, come January, I'm going to do that. No, that's stupid. We don't do it. If you want to grow in consistency, you start with the why. Because a strong why compels you to start now. Your why determines your devotion. Where is it in your life that you need to be more consistent? Where is it that you need to grow? I've heard people say, man, I want to be closer to God. That's, that's awesome. I want a better marriage. Great as well. I want, to, I want to quit this bad habit. Also, all great, great. But what is your why? If your why is, well, I mean, I, I'm going to start going to church because it's the right thing to do. I, I've heard church people are supposed to do that. Uh, guess what? You're, your why is not strong enough. You won't continue 
But if your why is, man, look, I'm, I'm sick and tired of the enemy distracting me. I know that I'm created by God for his glory, for his purpose. I know I'm supposed to serve him wholeheartedly with everything in me so that the people I live among can see the awesome work that God is doing in me. See that why? Ooh, that's going to change things. Corey, I, I'm, I'm praying. I, I want financial stability. Why? I want to go shopping. Because I want to go on vacation really, really, really bad right now. <laughs> ah, and then what? See, but, but rather, if, if, you're, if your why is because I'm sick and tired of living paycheck to paycheck. I'm tired of worrying if I can pay this bill or not pay that bill. If your why is because I want to be financially free so that I can be generous and impact others in a way that they know the gospel changes everything, now your why starts to become something. Your why determines your devotion. Daniel knew his why. His faith wasn't built in the lion's den. It was built in the prayer closet. The next thing after defining your why, I would suggest, and this is going to sound crazy counterintuitive, but you need to plan to fail. What? Ah, come on. Look, real quick. Daniel prayed three times a day just like he did before. Every day, every week, every month, every year, Daniel prayed three times a day. Do you think Daniel ever missed a prayer day? At least a prayer slot. I mean, come on, don't, don't make this super religious. He was human. He missed a day. Right? Something came up. Something happened. There were moments where he failed. I can promise you when you determine to be consistent, if you determine to be consistent, you're going to face obstacles. You're going to face resistance. You're going to wake up one morning and you're going to say, look, I don't, I don't want to today. I don't feel like it. Why is it that many of us are inconsistent? I would say it's because we fail one time and we think we're a failure. Being consistent is not the same as being perfect. There's a difference. Give yourself grace to fail because a momentary failure can be a part of the process of becoming. The problem, the problem for many of us is this illusion of perfection that keeps us from getting started. Look, there's, there's people here this morning who, who still haven't wholeheartedly committed to Christ simply because you're afraid you're going to fail. Corey, what if I mess up? Guess what? You will. 
you will. You're going to have a momentary failure. You're going to be driving down the street and some idiot's going to cut you off and that finger's going to raise up so fast. (laughs) You'll say the wrong thing. You'll do the wrong thing. You're going to, even naturally, you're going to eat the wrong thing. You're going you're gonna to oversleep and not work out. You're going to buy something when you were really trying to pay off all your debt. And you're going to sit there and go, I know I shouldn't have bought it. There's going to be momentary failures. You're not going to be perfect. But listen, because <laughs> this is also two-sided. And, and I, I'm, I'm thinking we're going to talk about this next week. Chances are good when, when it comes to you, to you most of you probably aren't planning to make stupid decisions. Fair, right? None of us plan to make stupid decisions. But but how many of you plan to not make stupid decisions? Scripture's clear that we need to be prepared, and that's, that's hugely important. But don't confuse being consistent with being perfect. Know that there will be failure along the way, and that's okay. Because it's a process. And that is one of the biggest keys to being able to find consistency in your life. Falling in love with the process. Falling in love with the process. You see, becoming like Christ is a process. Daniel wasn't praying because it was his duty. Daniel just loved time with God. He loved intimacy. He consistently lived his life in a way that honored God. I think the mistake that a lot of us make is is we tend to obsess about the goal. I've got to lose this much weight. I've got to, I've got to start maxing this much in my, in my workouts. We obsess about the goal. I, I, I've, got to, I've got to read through the Bible in a year. I've got to pay off all of my debt. I, I've, got to, I've got to become like Christ. And then when a momentary failure comes along, when we don't succeed, we feel like we failed. We feel like we failed because we didn't hit the goal. But if you if you are falling in love with the process, what you will recognize is if you're consistent, you'll make progress. And if you're consistent, then then you're not successful necessarily when you reach your goal. You're successful when you honor God today. You determine with God's help, I will be consistent. And this is, this is the biggest, biggest key. With God's help. Because look, I, I, I said it in point number two, you're going to fail. Even reading what Paul wrote, everything that he wrote starts with the I, 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 
I try to do this and it doesn't work. I try to do that and it doesn't work. I try to do this and I still keep doing the wrong thing. Determine with God's help, I will be consistent. Paul earlier, look, what, what did he read? What, what did he say? I don't, I don't even understand myself. What a miserable person I am. And then he asked the question, who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? The reason you're inconsistent is because we live in a world that is dominated by sin and death. But thank God. Come on, look at this next line where Paul writes, thank God. The answer is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. There it is. The answer to a life dominated by sin and death is in Jesus Christ our Lord. Look, with God's help, Scripture tells us all things are possible. So as I close this morning, my question to you is this. Where is it that God is calling you to be consistent? Where is it that God is calling you to be consistent? In what area of your life? Take a moment. Be real. Ask him. God, where is it that you know I need to be more consistent? God, where can I honor you more? God, where can I be more faithful? God, show me. Look, it, it may be as simple as in your consistency in surrounding yourself with fellow believers to worship and praise him on a Sunday morning. It may be in your serving. It may be in your giving. It may simply be in your prayer time your words, your attitude, even in the way you treat other people. God, where do you want me to be consistent? I pray that you would let him speak to you because I can promise you he will. He will. He'll show you the practices that matter to him and then thus should matter to you. Then what do you do? Take action, you determine. You take desire to devotion. With God, I'm consistent. It's a statement, it's bold, but it's, it's an understanding. Those first two words, with God, all things are possible. With God, I'm consistent. Corey, I've seen your life, you're not consistent. With God, I'm consistent. Every day, with God, I'm consistent. With God. If I'm wanting to become like Christ, then I must daily choose to be like Christ. Daniel, three times a day, said, I seek the Lord. That doesn't happen by accident. It doesn't happen by accident. So with God's help, I pray this morning that you would honor him 
consistently. In every area of your life, thus bringing him glory and then inspiring others to live and believe like the gospel has changed your everything. Y'all stand with me as I pray this morning. There's so much more to this story. Yes, Lord Jesus. You're not done with me yet. You're not done with me. Oh, there's so much more. So much more to this story. I just can't turn back. Father, I pray this morning, Lord Jesus, we ask that your spirit Father, that your spirit would do a work on our hearts, on our lives today. That we would be open, Father, to hear what you have to say. God, I, I pray that you would help us to overcome our sin nature This nature of inconsistency. Lord God, we know that by your spirit, when, when we're weak, Lord Jesus, you are strong. So, Father, right now, I pray that you would help us be consistent in all that we do. With every head bowed, every eye closed. I want to take just a quick opportunity as I keep praying. I, I think... One of the areas that we can easily recognize, it's, it's, very, it's very easy to be really inconsistent in, in some of the bigger moral areas of life. We, we lie, we, we cheat, we hurt people, we're selfish. We, we can be mean, we can be cruel, we can be hateful, we can be deceitful, full of pride, lustful. The list goes on and on and on. Today, this morning, is you're just simply asking God, reveal to me uh, if there's an area you know you need to grow in consistency. I want you to take it before God this morning. I'm not going to call you out or have you shout it out. Here's what I want. Just, just simply raise your hand. I want to pray for you. Awesome. Across the room. Awesome. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Heavenly Father, I stand with, with so many this morning. Lord God, I pray that your spirit would empower us. And then, Lord, that we would be able to stand on the strength of trusting you with the results. God, build our faith. Build our faith, God. Not, not, that, not that we're successful somewhere in the future when, when whatever it was that we wanted and we achieve it. And Father God, I pray that the day we would recognize we're successful when we honor and live for you. 
Father, I pray that you would empower us, your church, to, to consistently show your love, to consistently be full of grace, to be generous consistently, Lord God, to consistently confess our sins and, and consistently recognize that we are righteous in you, holy, set apart, consistent to be your light, Lord God, in this dark world. May we honor you, Lord Jesus, with our consistency. Determining, Lord God, that we'll live empowered by your spirit and thus showing, Lord God, the people that we live among the wonderful works that you are doing. God, I pray that your name would be glorified throughout our lives that we would wake up every morning and consistently seek you. That we would recognize, Lord God, that we're not just gonna remember a moment, Father, but we're gonna, we're gonna actively seek desire, pushed aside to devotion. Devotion, Lord Jesus. It's in the name of your son that we pray this morning. Amen, amen, amen. Guys, I pray that this week you're able to start consistently making changes, allowing yourself to become more like Christ. God bless you guys. Y'all have a wonderful, wonderful Super Bowl Sunday.